But let's dive right into this. I, you know, I, I shared before last week, I drove um, um, through Illinois the other day and it just hurt my heart because as soon as I um, come in there, there is a billboard, like literally half a mile into Illinois, a billboard, like advertising, hey, welcome to Illinois, you can get an abortion here. Just sad, sad, sad. And then just the other day, um, I saw after the debate, um, if you notice that the Democrats, they have a new campaign, um, basically fighting for your right to kill a baby. I mean, they're, they're, they're spending about $25 million on an ad campaign and um, they got a new ad cast. Go ahead and play that. Reproductive health care decisions are among the most personal a woman will ever make. They are choices that should be made by you and your doctor. And the last people who should be involved are these guys. First of all, I'm the one that got rid of Roe v. Wade. Florida Governor DeSantis quietly signed into law one of the nation's strictest abortion bans. Governor DeSantis, you signed a six-week abortion ban in Florida. I believe in a culture of life. If I were president of the United States, I would literally sign the most conservative pro-life legislation that they can get through Congress. Do you believe in punishment for abortion, yes or no, as a principle? Uh, the answer is that... There has to be some form of punishment. For the woman? Yeah, there has to be some form. President Biden and Vice President Harris are determined to restore Roe v. Wade, and they will never allow a national abortion ban to become law. As long as they are in office, decisions about your body will be made by you, not by them. Mm-mm-mm. You know, that's hmm. that's just sad. I mean, 60, 70 million babies have been um, killed um, through abortion. I know... For me in the black community, 30 million of those in the black community, um, we are very much, um, pro-life here. And Cass, I, when I, when I saw that commercial and when I saw this story, I really thought of you because I know you are very passionate, your own personal story. I'm just going to invite you just to share what's in your heart when you hear something like that. Yeah. So right now, um, if you're listening to us, I'm talking directly to you. I'm not talking to Alex. I'm not talking to Chris. I'm not talking to Don. Uh, this is a Caspone Anderson to you, the listener conversation right now. When do you think that a large portion of the Republican Party or people who are libertarian, conservative minded individuals, evangelical Christians, even when do you think that we started to become desensitized ourselves? Because if you think about it, it's not just Democrats that are desensitized to it. We are as well, because we like to talk about this issue as if it's just another policy issue and not an issue of great cultural, social significance. We talk about it as, you know, almost like it's part of a, a giant game of chess. Like, oh, if we can get this piece of legislation, then that's just another step forward. It's, you know, it, it's almost being, uh, it's, it's almost a pawn in this giant strategic game. But when did human life become something that can be pawned around, that can be part of, you know, casual political debate? Whenever we talk about, okay, you're pro-life 12 weeks and up or six weeks and up, does that human life increase in value the larger in size that it gets? I'm, I'm genuinely asking you, 
when do you believe life begins? Because if you believe, as I think many people who are born-again believers or not, people who are Republicans and maybe don't have faith, you guys talk a big game and say, hey, like, I believe that life begins at conception, but I understand in this circumstance why a woman would um, want to have an abortion. Or I understand that, say, a, an 11, 12-year-old was raped by their uncle. Like, that's okay, right? Mm-hmm. When, when did you start getting desensitized to that human life's value? When did that human life that was created out of a tragic circumstance suddenly become the bearer of the punishment for the crimes of a, another person? And, and and please look at all conversations. Every time a politician gets on stage, on a debate stage, or on a campaign commercial, anytime somebody says to you, like, here's my pro-life stance, right? Ask yourself, are they desensitized? And are you desensitized? Wow. I mean, you know, cast that... Uh-huh. Yeah, really good. That's a great perspective. I mean, when did we just become <laughs> desensitized? And I mean, you know, I it just reminds me, like, you know, this whole question, are you pro-life or are you pro-choice? That just makes it palatable to, to swallow, are you okay with killing babies? I mean, um, I don't like to even say, you know, I'm pro-life. I, I'm against killing babies. I, You know, Cass, I know your story, my story as well. My mom was... um you know, 16 when she got pregnant with me and she chose life. She could have aborted me. She was a young lady that wasn't anywhere near ready to bring, you know, to raise a kid. And as a matter of fact, my grandmother, my aunt Kay raised me for the first probably six, seven years of my life until my mom really grew up and was able to come and get me. And I know you're, you know, people know your story, but you know, give it. Yeah. If you haven't heard, I was born out of one of the most crisis of crisis pregnancies. My birth mother was 13 years old. She was in an impoverished family. By all accounts, there are even, there is a large portion of even the Republican Party who would say that is a, that is a prime candidate for an exception case. Well, look at me in the eyes. You guys are all staring at me. You listeners can't. Can you honestly tell me that my life it was it is an exception that it would have been okay there is not a scenario so severe out there you cannot convince me that there is a scenario too severe for the lord to redeem that situation and bring good out of a bad bad situation cash you bring up a good point we can't only look at this from a policy perspective because i think when we do we see where the democrats have landed they move from just really two decades ago safe, legal, and rare to now abortion on demand. Um, even, for any reason. For any reason, up to and even after birth in some situations. I'm reminded of when the New York State Assembly applauded when um, they uh, upheld like third trimester abortions. I mean, I have five kids, and, and Chris, you have kids as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <clears throat> I, yeah. I, I remember being there for the ultrasounds. And, I mean, when yeah. you see it, before it even comes, mm-hmm. you know, the, before the baby even mm-hmm. comes out or makes its appearance, it's still a living baby. So, so let's talk about while we have just a mo- another minute or two here, real, real quick. And and I, I don't 
research this like you do, Cass. So I'm going to, I'm going to go to you on this. We have some initiative petitions being passed around the state. Isn't that correct? That want to change yes. our abortion laws? So that's the two that were filed previously were the most extreme and would basically allow this people in the state of Missouri to get abortion on demand at any time for any reason. These six that were filed just a few days ago are considered to be even more dangerous because they're slightly less extreme. And so they're more likely to pass. Here is what I'm warning you guys. And we can go into this when we don't have 30 seconds left on the clock. That when you are asked to sign anything outside of Walmart, your libraries or anything, don't sign it because they are deceiving the language in these ballot initiatives to trick you into thinking it's simply a health care ballot initiative. It is not. It undoes everything we have done in the state of Missouri to become a pro-life state. I'm going to say this. I think it was um, Seth, the guy from the Babylon Bee, said, when did we say that abortion is a women's reproduction issue? It's not. Let's, Let's take that away. Very good segment. Very good. Very good information there. Chancellor Hal Higdon coming up at 835 on Wake Up Springfield.